Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Wednesday, June 22nd, 2022, and uh, so glad that you're on today. Whether you're in your car, whether you're uh, listening at home or at work um, or uh, out for a jog or working out, uh, sitting around the kitchen table, wherever you are, so glad that you are on and uh, spending some time in God work, God's Word. Uh, we are in Proverbs chapter 13 today as we continue our journey through the book of Proverbs this summer, just getting wiser and wiser and wiser. It's crazy. <laughs> crazy how wise we're becoming. Um, and yeah, so thank you for committing to uh, spending some time uh, this summer in the in the wisdom literature of the Bible. Uh, Proverbs along with Ecclesiastes and Song of Solomon are part of what it constitutes the wisdom literature of the Bible. Proverbs is probably the uh, favorite, you know, I guess if you could say, you know, a crowd favorite, it'd definitely be the book of Proverbs. And uh, we're spending some time there, man. So we're about, uh, eh, not quite halfway through the book of Proverbs. We're in, uh, again, 13 out of 31 verse uh, chapters. So uh, let's do it. Hope you guys are doing well. We are uh, right in the middle of a uh, of kids camp at Bayside, so we're all a little dragging. You know, we're not, I'm not gonna lie. So, you know, just co- compounding that uh, kid camp hangover. <laughs> uh, you know, we just just kind of drain, kind of drain. So now it's just, you know, from here to the end, it's basically fumes. We just run on fumes, man. And, uh, so far, so good. Good, good week. Uh, awesome being with the kids. Awesome being with the volunteers, uh, pouring into kids' lives this uh, this summer. So, yeah. Well, I hope you're having a good week. Next week, I'm going to be on week. Well, actually, I'll we'll still be on next week, but uh, at the end of next week, I'm going to be taking a little trip for the Fourth of July weekend, and we got our students, our high school students, heading out to uh, San Antonio for the big international youth convention. So they're while they head out there. Uh, Christy and I are going to take off for a few days, too. So, yeah, a lot going on. A lot of people in and out. So, yeah, you may be on vacation listening to this. That's awesome. So maybe we're, you know, we're we, you're with us and you're at the beach chilling at the camp, uh, chilling, um, sitting around the campfire with a chair, chilling, maybe up in the mountains, wherever you are, maybe across the world. Who knows? Anyway. All right, y'all, let's do this. Uh, Chapter 13. Let's uh, see what the Lord has to say to us today. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. Let's do it. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 1. It's a great place to start. A wise son heeds his father's instruction, but but a mocker does not respond to rebukes. Hmm. 
Yeah, and that's just it goes back to that same thing. Like, what is what what is a, a the litmus test for uh, the uh, whether someone is a uh, is wise or a fool? It's basically how you receive instruction, how you receive correction. A wise son heeds the father's uh, instruction, but a mocker does not respond to rebukes. So a wise person, you know, even re- instruction they respond to, but a mocker, even rebuke, they refuse to heed. That's our prayer for all of our kids, right? That they would be wise, that they would be able to heed instruction. Um, yeah, you know, at certain ages, this is not a bad, this is a good thing to teach your kids. This, the, 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 list, the lessons that we're learning from Proverbs. Uh, it's not a bad deal. I mean, even at, at dinner time, read a proverb a day at dinner, have a conversation about it. It's uh, profitable. It, it generates really great conversation. Yeah. Chapter uh, verse two: From the fruit of their lips, people enjoy good things, but unfaith but the unfaithful have an appetite for violence. Hmm. Wow! From the fruit of their lips, people enjoy good things. Was that what they're the things that they say? Their speech, what comes out of their mouth but the unfaithful have an appetite for violence. Verse 3, those who guard their lips, <laughs> here's another good lesson on holding your, holding your tongue, those who guard their lips preserve their lives. But those who speak harsh or rashly, those who speak rashly will come to ruin. And our words, again, just a, a consistent um, lesson in Proverbs is the power of the tongue. Guard your lips, preserve your life. Speak rashly, come to ruin. It's true, man. You can, you can, you think about the things that can be just blown up with a uh, rash word. Relationships, opportunities, uh, someone's confidence, someone's hope, someone's trust, someone's, uh, even someone's self-worth can bring, bring something uh, can either bring life or can bring it to ruin. Yeah. Let's be careful. Let's be wise in what we say today. Let's uh, be cautious, be uh, be aware of the power of the tongue. Verse 4, a sluggard, <laughs> uh, a sluggard's appetite is never filled, but the desires of the diligent are fully satisfied. Hmm. A sluggard, you know, you just kind of, those that just kind of lay around, they're never, their appetite's never filled. They just, they just, you know, want more and more, and they don't, and they do less and less. But the desires of the diligent are fully satisfied. A sense of self-worth, a sense of completion, a sense of a work, a job well done, a sense of accomplishment, of contribution. But a sluggard, their appetite is never filled. Why? Because they're not doing anything. They're not contributing. They're not helping. They're not. Uh, utilizing the gifts and talents and abilities and resources that they have. Verse 5, the righteous hate what is false, but the wicked make themselves a stench and bring shame on themselves. Hmm. The wicked hate, the righteous hate what is false. Man, you know, that's that's what we have to be. We got, as, as people of God, um, you know, we've got to we got to hate things that are false, uh, regardless of who says it, right? 
Like we we got to get out of the um, the the crazy like uh, political corners that people put us in, or certain categories people put us in, and we only you know we we just echo uh, the people in our chamber, you know, just echo the same people in our corner. But no, no, as people of God, as people filled with the Holy Spirit, as people who've been bought by the blood of Jesus, we we hate what is false. Regardless of even even and especially if it's coming from our own corner, we call it out. Like no, no, that's false. It's not true. But the wicked make themselves a stench and bring shame on themselves. Why? Because they they endorse falsities for their own gain. Right. That's why a church. You know, just talking about. The, I mean, as, as Christians, we can use lose a lot of credibility, man, when we endorse lies. And the only reason we endorse lies is because it's coming from someone we like or from our corner. And it what happens? It becomes a stench of shame on our on us. Right? Right. Like this, regardless, regardless of what political party you're you're affiliated with, if there's lies coming, you, you've got to call that out. Because if you if you buddy up with a lie just because it's coming from red or blue, it's gonna be a stench of shame on you. Yep. And it, and it makes bad, it makes uh, it tarnishes the name of Jesus. We, we've got to be above that. We're we're above that. Our citizenship and our allegiance is not to those things. Our allegiance ultimately is to Jesus, right? You know, it's just like the uh, the the January sixth hearings that are going on right now. Um, I mean, I'm not really watching it, but I, it's funny to me how people respond to that. Some people are very interested, and they're just looking for more ammunition uh, about what they believe that uh, event was about. Others are so defensive about it, they just want everybody just to ignore it. H- here's a question. What about truth? <laughs> what about truth? Does anyone care for what's true? <laughs> um, you know? This is just not 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 what's going to push your political point, but the, who cares about what's true? Because when you when you things are obviously you know if there's obvious evidence to, uh, and I don't want to get into it here, but if there's obvious evidence and you just refuse to accept it or refuse to acknowledge it, you're endorsing falsity, right? And it becomes a shame on you. <laughs> uh, Verse 6, righteousness guards the person of integrity, but wickedness overthrows the sinner. Righteousness is going to guard your life, man. It's going to guard the person of integrity, but wickedness, it will eventually overthrow the sinner. What is this saying? Righteousness wins and wickedness does not. That's a good verse right there, man. Righteousness guards the person of integrity, but wickedness overthrows the sinner. Verse 7, one person pretends to be rich, yet has nothing. And another turn, another pretends to be poor, yet has great wealth. You can't always tell by the way people acting, whether they load whether they loaded or not. <laughs> you can't always tell. You see, you can't always tell when someone's driving that Mercedes or that Beamer, whether they're loaded or not. You can't even really tell if they're loaded or not by the neighborhood they live in or the house they live in. Why? Because sometimes they don't really have as much as they make it look like. One person pretends to be rich, but they have nothing. Another pretends to be poor. They're humble. They're simple. They got old old jeans on, old shirts on, drive an old clunker car. 
lives in a live in a simple house, yet what? They loaded. They loaded. Proverbs is reminding us here, outward appearances, no indication of someone's uh, financial uh, well-being. Verse 8, a person's riches may ransom their life, but the poor cannot respond to threatening rebukes. Hmm. A person's riches may ransom their life, but the poor cannot respond to threatening rebukes. I mean, there's the benefit of riches, right? The benefit of having resources. You have resources to pull from, to help. Verse 9. I mean, that's that's kind of goes to the point of, of having, being a good steward of what you have because it provides uh, some stability and some protection in your life. You have some, some means by which to draw from, to... Uh, to help in situations. We talk about this financial stewardship. It's like uh, when we steward our lives, when we steward the resources that we've been given financially in a wise manner, it prevents everything from becoming a financial emergency. When, when we live, we don't, with not, when we live beyond our means, then any crisis, any uh, hiccup in life becomes not only a medical issue or a, uh, you know, a, a, you know, in terms of a vehicle, maybe a, a car accident, uh, you know, it doesn't come, become an issue just with your car, but now it becomes a financial issue too. You know, you have something happening in your house. It's not only, you know, a, uh, a, a construction issue or a repair issue. It becomes a maintenance issue. Now it becomes a financial issue because why? Because there's no resources to draw from. So stewarding our lives provides that margin that keeps inconveniences from becoming emergencies. Verse 9. The light of the righteous shines brightly, but the lamp of the wicked is snuffed out. Hmm. Righteousness is going to shine, man. Yeah. Righteousness is going to shine. It's not always popular, but it's going to shine. Wickedness is going to eventually get snuffed out. Eventually going to get snuffed out. Verse 10. Where there is strife, there is pride, but wisdom is found in those who take advice. Hmm. Where there is strife, conflict, struggle, the struggle bus. <laughs> when there's strife, when there's just uh, conflict, chaos, there's pride. There always is, right? Whenever there's strife and struggling, there's always pride. The pride to what? Say, I need help, right? I need some help here. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you ever just say, I don't know what I'm doing. I need help. I don't know what I'm doing here. I, I need some guidance. I, I've hit a situation here that I don't totally understand what to do. I need some help. I need some tips. I need some, some pointers. I need some perspective. So where there's strife, you know, there, there's pride. But wisdom is found in those who take advice. Like, hey, can you help me? Is there somebody tell you you need to reach out to and say, hey, can you help me? Maybe it's a coworker. You're, you're dealing with something at work, and you're like, I don't really know how to handle this. And just you've been maybe too pride, prideful to ask someone to help. Maybe it's a subordinate, and you've been too embarrassed or too prideful to ask a subordinate for help. Hey, just because they're below you on the, on the, uh, on, in, in, the in the org chart doesn't mean they don't, they're not smart. 
doesn't mean they don't have some insight and wisdom that they might be able to provide and, and, and give us. Yeah. Hey, can you help me? Or maybe, you know, or the other way. You, I've been, you've been embarrassed to ask your boss for help because you think, wow, I can't let them know that I don't know everything. Well, guess what? They they pretty sure, if they worked with us for any amount of time, they know we don't know everything. <laughs> right? That's always the way that, Always, always the way that works is like we have this kind of um, fanciful notion of ourselves that we somehow have given the impression and we've started to believe it ourselves that we have no weaknesses. We're like, man, if I, if I ask for help, they're going to think that I don't know what I'm doing, that I'm perfect, that I'm not perfect. Guess what? They know you're not perfect already. And if you're struggling, guess what? Other people see it too. Verse 11 dishonest money come on now filthy luger dishonest money dwindles away but whoever gathers money little by little makes it grow whoa good lesson there for for just little by little every paycheck just put some away right dishonest money trying to get get, get rich quick it just going you know it'll come quick it'll go quick but whoever gathers money Little by little makes it grow. Ten percent, right? It's the the eighty ten ten principle. You know, ten percent to God, ten percent in savings. Live on the other eighty percent, and then you get to the point where you're actually living on less than that eighty percent because you're putting more and more away, a little bit more. So you're giving ten percent to God. You're giving generously. You're not only putting 10% away in savings, but you're also investing. You're putting a little bit away over time. Guess what? It grows. The idea of a seed, right? You just sow the seed bit by bit over time. It's going to produce a harvest. Verse 12, hope deferred. I love this one. This one is so true, man. Hope deferred makes a heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Wow, man. Proverbs 13, 12, man, that's one worth, worth remembering right there. Hope deferred makes the, makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. You know, when you, when you get your hopes crushed, when, you're put, when someone keeps telling you hope, 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 but there never needs to be, seems to be any uh, progress made. When someone's, trust me, trust me, trust me, but they just don't seem to ever be coming through. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Like, oh man, it takes it takes the life out of you, makes you sick. But a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. A desire fulfilled. A promise kept. A hope realized is a tree of life. Man, that's true right there. You gotta think about that with other people, right? A hope deferred. Like if you if we make promises to people, if if we People have their hopes built on us. If they've, they're putting trust in us, man, we've got to come through. We've got to, we've, got to, we've got to keep up our end of the bargain, right? We can't keep putting people off. Why? Because a hope deferred makes the heart sick. You see this in relationships, you know, where someone is... Ex- you know, expecting someone to propose. Maybe they've been dating for a while, and it's time. It's time to to be engaged. It's time for someone to pop the question. <laughs> and what happens over time? Like, if you just keep putting it off, putting it off, what happens? The heart gets sick. 
person gets discouraged. It grieves them. But a longing fulfills a tree of life. You drop down on that knee, say, will you marry? Oh, man, tree of life. <laughs> Verse 13. When scorns, who, or I'm sorry, whoever scorns instruction will pay for it. But whoever respects a command is rewarded. Again, goes back to wisdom and foolishness. It's all related. It's oftentimes related to how one receives instruction. Whoever scorns instruction will, will pay for it. And whoever respects a command is rewarded. When someone gives instruction and we scoff at it, it's gonna, it only hurts us, right? But when it's received, there's a reward. Verse 14, the teaching of the wise is a fountain of life, turning a person from the snares of death. Man, that's the truth. That's what Proverbs is for us, isn't it? It's, it's, a, it's a fountain of life. It's being able to spend some time in Proverbs and in wisdom. It's a fountain of life. It brings life. It brings perspective. It brings aha moments. It's a fountain of life, and it turns us from the snares of death, Was it from making bad decisions. That's what the teaching of the wise is. Verse 14, and that's what it does. Good judgment wins favor, but the way of the unfaithful leads to their destruction. I like to love the first part of that, right? Good judgment wins favor. That's true. You want to win, you want to win favor with people? Show yourself to be a person of good judgment. 100%. Great leadership principle right there. How, how do you win favor with uh, people? How do you get people to, to uh, trust you and to have confidence in you over time uh, to prove that you have good judgment? Because ju good judgment wins favor. But the way of the unfaithful leads to the destruction. If you prove that you don't have good judgment, that you're unfaithful, that you're unwise, it's going to lead to your destruction because people stop having confidence in you. They'll stop trusting you. Verse 16, all who are prudent act with knowledge, but fools expose their folly. <laughs> so the prudent, they're going to act with knowledge. They're going to they're show that they, they, they've learned some things. They're going to they're gain knowledge before they you know, make decisions. But fools, they're going to they're expose their folly. They're going to expose that they really don't know what the heck they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Some of you guys like, I'm going to work with somebody today. They don't know what the heck they're doing. Seriously, they don't have no clue. But the prudent act with knowledge. Do your homework. Do your research. You know, that, and that's another good, great leadership principle is, you know, if you want to lead in a situation, then be the best, be the one who knows the most. <laughs> because eventually in a situation, in a, you think about a, a meeting or a project, the person who's going to end up leading and have one of them have kind of the most influence or a lot of influence is the person who knows the most. Yeah. I mean, it's basic wisdom, basic, basic leadership, right? Whoever knows the most about that situation is going to be the one who leads. And so if you're supposed to be the leader of the, of a project, leader of an event, leader, leader of a, of a meeting, then you've got to know the issues the best that you're talking about. Because whoever knows the most, that's who's actually going to be uh, the leader. Verse 17, a wicked messenger falls into trouble, but a trust trustworthy envoy brings healing. Hmm. A wicked messenger falls into trouble, but a trustworthy envoy brings healing. Man, a trustworthy envoy. That's what we need around us, yes? 
We need a trustworthy envoy. People we can trust, man. Yeah, you need that. I need that. We all need that. Verse 18, whoever disregards discipline comes to poverty and shame, but whoever heeds correction is honored. That's a great one. So it's the same, same thing we've been talking about. Whoever verse, verse 18 again, whoever disregards discipline comes to poverty and shame, but whoever heeds correction is honored. Verse 19, a longing fulfilled is sweet to the soul, but fools detest turning from evil. Hmm. A longing fulfilled is sweet to the soul. Man, that's true. That's kind of like that uh, the one we just read about a hope deferred makes the heart sick, right? Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. It's almost the same thing. A longing fulfilled is, verse 19, is a longing fulfilled is sweet to the soul. Have you made a promise to someone you need to keep it? You said you would do something. You said you would uh, say something. You said you would, uh, uh, there's, there's a promise that you've kept, you, you've made. Man, you can bring, you can bring a, a sweetness to their soul by uh, keeping that promise. Verse 20, walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. Talked about that one on Sunday. Walk with the wise and become wise, for, the, for a companion of fools suffers harm. Right? If you're, if you're foolish, it's not hard to find friends. <laughs> There's plenty of fools. But when you get around, the companion of fools suffers harm. If you buddy up with fools, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt you. So how do we, how do we uh, increase our wisdom? We get around wise people. Walk with the wise, and what will happen? You'll become wiser still. Verse 21, trouble pursues the sinner, but the righteous are rewarded with good things. Yeah. Good things. Good things follow the righteous. Man, claim that. That's a word for you today. The righteous are rewarded with good things. Yes, sir. I'll take that. Yeah. Verse 22. A good person leaves an inheritance for their children's children, but a sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous. Woo. The righteous going to get it anyway. <laughs> but a good person, this is really good about stewardship, right? And, and saving. A good person leaves an inheritance for their children's children. How are you going to leave a inheritance for your children's children? You got to save. You got to be a good steward of what you have. A little bit, we've already talked about it, a little bit invested over time will grow. Be a good, uh, be be a good uh, steward of what you, what we've been given. Don't overspend. Live within our means. Work hard. Be trustworthy. So much in the book of Proverbs uh, gives us guidance on how to be fruit fruitful and productive with our finances. Yeah. And that's the, that's the goal, man. That's the goal, not only to be generous and to bless others. There's a lot about generosity in here, too, but also this, right? To have enough that you can have an inheritance for your children's children. Wow. Verse 23, your grandchildren. 23, an unplowed field produces food for the poor, but injustice sweeps it away. Mm. Wow. That's sad right there, right? That's what injustice does. It, uh, it sweeps away the opportunities for the poor. Mm -mm. Whoever spares the rod hates their children, but the one who loves their children is careful to discipline them. Spare the rod, hate the child, right? Like I said, if you do, if you, um, same thing the Bible says about God disciplining us. God disciplines those he loves. Whoever spares discipline for their children, they don't really love them because they're not, they're not investing in them and in, in providing them and putting them on the path of righteousness, a path that will lead them to a productive life. 
It ain't fun. I know, man. Disciplining children, disciplining a child is probably one of the hardest things in life you have to do. Just trying to discern the appropriate measure, just trying to make sure emotion is not uh, guiding the whole process, but it's about that there's some wisdom there. It's hard, but it's important. Verse 25, the righteous eat to their heart's content. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) The righteous eat to their heart's content. But the stomach of the wicked goes hungry. Mm. God's going to provide for the righteous. He's going to provide for you because he loves you. He's going to provide for you. He's going to take care of you. Wow. Well, good stuff today, man. Good stuff in Proverbs 13. It's loaded with good stuff um, about uh, heeding instruction, about uh, working hard, not being a sluggard not pretending to be rich, lots of, lots of stuff in 13 about how to handle our financial life in a, in a wise way in terms of uh, uh, investing slowly over time and not trying to get things quickly and uh, leaving an inheritance for our children's children. Talks about having you know, dishonest money waste away. Talked a lot about hope being deferred and uh, when we make promises to keep them and when people put hope in us, we need to come through and to ask for help when we need it. Really good stuff. All right, you guys, know what time it is. Let's pray. Let's pray. Love you guys. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you for leading us and guiding us and teaching us with wisdom. Lord, we pray that we would be those with good judgment because your word tells us good judgment wins favor. And so, Lord, we pray that we would be those who win favor with, with you and with others by the good decisions we make. Lord, I pray that... Um, We might walk in step with you. I pray for my friends today, whatever they're facing. May you give them guidance and direction in their financial lives, in their promises that they make, in their work, in their raising of kids and of families, in their financial life, in every area of their lives. Lord, may they be prosperous. And may we apply these principles of wisdom. God, we love you. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you, my friends. So glad that you guys were on today. Love you guys. I really mean that. I'm not just saying that. I really mean it. I love you guys very much and appreciate each of you. Hope you have a fantastic day. We'll be back at it tomorrow with Proverbs chapter 14. Have a great Wednesday. See you next time. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.